welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2021 Hyundai Veloster N. That's right, Hyundai's fantastic little hot hatch. You can take a look at this Hyundai on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That we get all the great Auto Week content we deliver daily sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Hyundai, but first we have to pay the bills. Want to go behind the scenes with editors of Auto Week, Car and Driver, and Road and Track? Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized issues of the new Road and Track, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-A forward slash A-O-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Patrick, let me tell you about the 2021 Hyundai Veloster N. And boy, howdy, is it a car. I want to hear all about it because, disclosure, never driven a Veloster. Okay, so the Veloster N is the hot hatch version of our fair Veloster hatchback. Hey, let me just say, I've never met a, a hot hatch I didn't like. So let's let's be very clear. You're, if No car company has ever thrown a hot hatch my way and said, try to not like this thing and me not like it. No, I'm a big fan of all hot hatchbacks because they're so funny fundamentally. And the Veloster lives up to those uh, rigorous standards. Did you happen to record yourself walking around this thing? Oh, did I ever? And let's go to that right now. And we are walking around the 2021 Hyundai Veloster and definitely inspired by Hyundai's uh, stage rally efforts. And it, you know, is hilarious. This is Hyundai's hot, hot hatchback, hot variant of the Veloster, the three-door Veloster. And boy, howdy, does it live up to the hot name. First and foremost, we're walking around it. Let's give you the, the broad strokes. Uh, the exterior much more aggressive than the standard Veloster and it's sitting on a set of 19s, 335, 35, 19s, uh, nice, five, 10 spoke wheel, technically, uh, huge, not huge, but uh, bigger than you'd imagine on a Hyundai uh, wing at the rear, or the, on top of the rear hatch. This one is a, a red, but uh, and personally, I think it looks best in that nice light blue. Man, this is a hilarious, hilarious car. Uh, at the rear, you know, again, mentioned the wing. It also has massive exhaust tips and a nice little cute little diffuser because, you know, it has to because it's a hashtag sports car. Also, side skirts. This is, this is a, a cartoonishly dressed up uh, Veloster. Very fun car. On the interior, uh, you know, a little Spartan in the best way possible, right? It's, it's still Hyundai. It's still the Hyundai Veloster, so not exactly a luxury automobile in here. But, you know, it has nice bolstered buckets, uh, eh, kind of nice bolster in the rear as well. But the front the front seats are heavily bolstered. Uh, nice. I don't know if these are necessarily track seats. They, they maybe fare you pretty well at a local track event. Not race car seats, but you get a little wiggle. Nice for daily use. Don't, don't squish you on the steering wheel. You have your drive mode selector and your checkered flag. Put it in sport mode immediately. Custom button on the steering wheel. It's great. Little infotainment, little, little infotainment screen, you know, not exactly crazy on the accoutrement here, but it does good. The light blue steering, uh, excuse me, the light blue seat belts, a nice little touch. You can roll down all three doors. Again, this is a three door, very funny. The gauge cluster, physical, different from the standard Veloster. It has a nice little tack, a nice little speedometer, and it has a little shift light at the top. But the real money comes from driving the thing. So let's take this on a- Apologies if I missed this. Did you discuss the transmission? I did not. 
So, Patrick, I do believe uh, that this is new for 2021, the DCT. Uh, before that, I believe it was stick only. That being said, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, feel free to roast me in the comments because that's on me. But no, uh, I, I do believe this eight-speed uh, wet, wet uh, geez, Louise, this eight-speed wet dual clutch is new for 2021, and uh, it makes sense why I was given it then because it's starting, everything's starting to add up. But yeah, no, I, I can see, you know, despite understanding why they have to have an automatic option i could see like initially getting in this thing and being like damn why is this not the manual yeah this is i think this is one of those cars that you know well we're gonna talk about this at the end of the show as well but one of those cars that really like elicits the the needing of a manual transmission to really kind of get the spirit out of it but Mm -hmm. hey look if, if no one wants manual transmissions or people for some reason cannot drive a manual transmission say they have like an injury or something they also should get fun cars. So who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Well, uh, what if we listen to your uh, drive of this automatic vehicle? I say that's a great idea. Let's go to that audio right now. This is available with either an eight-speed automatic or a six-speed manual. Fortunately for me recording this, it's the automatic. But unfortunately for me enjoying the car, it is, again, an automatic. The stick, I think, is a way to get this. But, you know... Your mileage may vary. It does have an active exhaust. When you flip it into the sport mode, exhaust gets louder. You can also fine tune it in the custom mode. Uh, The sport mode also handles shift logic. So put it in sporty modes, the shifts hang. What's so funny, like, okay, I drive a lot of cars. It's part of my job is to drive a lot of cars. I drive a lot of interesting cars, a lot of fun cars. Ever so often, you hop behind the wheel of something that truly feels like it's uh, will be remembered fondly uh, 10 or 15 years from now. And I think this is definitely one of those cars. It, is it as fast around a track as maybe a Civic Type R? I don't think so. Um, but what it is is hilarious at every step of the way. Uh, the torque steer in this thing is so funny. Um, this, this car is just so... If you're a track rat, maybe don't get this car. Obviously, front wheel drive, but it is so much fun to drive that the spirit of it is is more than there. Um, yeah, obviously, you, you can the shifters. You can control the transmission via paddles or the stalk. The stalk works uh, the right way. I feel kind of like a. Let's hear that turbo spool. Ooh. Yeah, you get the fan when you're under throttle. The fan is hit of torque steer, you hit the turbo spool, and it just goes like a rocket ship. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, oh, the gear selector, you can kind of control it like a sequential. The, you pull back to go up gears, up to go down gears, and this works so good. The brakes, obviously no big name like uh, Willwood or Brembo or anything, but the brakes work great. Uh, the, the car stops, stops well. We're gonna get, get to uh, pump the binders on in just a few seconds. Brakes work phenomenal. Again, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna track this thing, maybe consider putting a more aggressive pad on it. But this is such so much fun. This is such a fun car. 275 horsepower won't set the world on fire, but <laughs> put a smile on your face. Road and track is now fully loaded. Subscribe today at a special intro price of only 30 bucks a year, and we'll send you every supersized collectible volume of Road & Track magazine. 
Learn more about the Reimagined Lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts at roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. I think the most important takeaway from what I was listening to, at least, was how much fun you had in this, even though it is the automatic. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. I'm glad that it's still a blast to drive. Oh, yeah. I don't think that DCT really takes that much away from the fun. I mean, who doesn't like just rowing their own gears, right? That is That adds some uh, some extra fun, extra engagement. But when you hear this thing just like snapping and crackling and you feel the torque steer pull you right a little bit, which I know a lot of engineers out there and a lot of car enthusiasts will say torque steer is bad. I disagree. I love <laughs> torque course. steer. Torque steer is a sign that the car has a little too much power and you're having mm-hmm. a little too much fun. Well, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But yeah, the DCT, if you if you uh, stumble into one or you even opt for one, let's just say you're not going to have any worse experience than the stick. It, it's it's You'll have a good time. It almost feels you know closer to the uh, WRC version because you kind of have the, the gear, gear selector, which you can kind of treat kind of like a sequential transmission. And then you have the flappy paddles as well. Now, did you find yourself using either of those more than just letting it shift itself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, me, I spent a lot of time using the flappy paddles because it's just so nice to uh, snap and crackle the exhaust constantly, which I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure is probably bad for the longevity of the vehicle. But the fact that it's so fun to drive and it makes that fun noise, it's almost a, a catch-22 in that regard of it, I'll be cranking up the RPMs and then just downshifting uh, when, when I come into a stoplight and stuff just to really hear the, the hear the exhaust. I, I That sounds like a lot of fun. Now, so... I'm kind of like going to combine a few things at once. I'm curious what this costs. And then based on what that costs, you know, what it's kind of competitive set is, because I know that there are still some hot hatches out there. And then based on those two things, what you think is so special about this? What is, what is it that makes the, this Veloster and the Veloster N? Yeah, you're asking a lot of really good questions and questions yeah. that can easily be answered uh, through a quick Googling. But I've already known this information, so I'm not even going to Google a darn thing. Yeah, so this thing starts around 32.5, which is not cheap, mind you. That being said, um, you had an extra 1500 bucks for the DCT. I got and, you. And uh, you're, you're looking mid-30s. And I think you can also add some more stuff. But yeah, you, you, this, really, this thing really hovers around mid-30s. That being said, uh, not a good time to buy a car. So if you can find one of these for mid-30s, your local dealer might be adding a little bit on the top to help uh, sweeten the deal for them. Now, as for a competitive set, that's where things get a little more interesting, right? Because the obvious target that this Veloster is shooting for is the uh, Civic Type R, which mm-hmm. is technically, I think, out of production now because we're caught a little in between generations with the Honda right. Civic, with the new Type R coming around the corner as the 11th gen. But the previous Type R, I believe the Veloster N is cheaper than. Also, there's like the Golf R, which is all-wheel drive, so not necessarily, you know what I mean, uh, an analog to it. Mm-hmm. And it has more power than a GTI. So it's one of the situations where it's kind of, the competitive set is basically one, except for all of the, the myriad of hot hatches, that have come before and have also right. seen hands of tuners like Focus STs and Focus RSs and uh, hopped up GTIs and stuff like that. That being said, this thing has a warranty. What makes this thing special? Um, so I talked a lot about how fun it is, right? And like looking back at my career of driving thousands of cars, which is kind of weird to say, it's, it's very soft flex because anybody can drive thousands of cars. I think of a handful, right? A few popped in my mind of like, uh, wow, that was a really a fun experience to drive that car. Some, of course, are supercars because that's out of the rarity and the, the the fun of it. And others are like oddities that 
kind of like the the Mustang GT350, cars that might shouldn't necessarily exist because they're so fun, but they do, and I'm happy for it. And I think that what makes this thing special is that it it's it's a car that if I owned it, I would look back, you know, as I'm talking to my grandkids sitting on the uh, on the bench in, in my workshop, I'd be like, you know what, Sonny? Let me tell you the time I'd owned a Veloster N. And they'll say, oh, what? And I say, well, back before electric cars, we used to have engines. And the <laughs> Veloster N had an engine. And boy, howdy, was it fun. No, I think what makes it special is that it's, it has fun baked into its DNA, which uh, mm-hmm. will make a lasting impression on a lot, of, a lot of enthusiasts and will probably make a bunch of enthusiasts, people that, you know, you, it's hard to stumble into one of these things, but if you, you know, if this is your gateway into like new forms of motorsport, like you, you buy a Veloster and they're like, oh, Hyundai's doing a stage rally. I want to get into that. Like, I want to watch that. It just, it's such a nice entry point into, uh, into like new dreams, new memories. And, you know, something that we, I don't think we really touched on, but it's certainly not an impractical vehicle, no. right? You got that nice space in the back. Now, I will say this much. There is a lovely sticker on the, on the door the door jam saying that this is a modified vehicle and uh the load rating might not be as good as the standard really? one yeah uh so oh uh, that's funny because of the suspension and everything else i think it's it's less practical than a standard veloster that being okay. said uh i definitely went to uh, uh, home no i went to menards in it i believe and a lowe's uh so it definitely saw its fair share of like being used as a hatchback mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. This is no substitute for, say, uh, uh, a truck. <laughs> I, th- I think that might be a mistake. But it is. A, it is the. Ca- it's kind of cavernous back there. Good for getting groceries and you know hauling stuff. But uh, I would be. I would reference the owner's manual for loading it up. Wise, wise. Well, Wesley, thank you, thank you, thank you. I felt like I was in there with you, and having never driven one of these, I uh, appreciate that very much. Hey, I say come on down to Michigan and uh, we'll, 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 we'll get in one of these together and have a hoot and a holler. That being said, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you could, head over to Apple Podcast Store and drop us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want to hear about in the future. And also, hey, while you're cruising the internet superhighway, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That way, all the great auto content we deliver daily sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I will say it again. Thank you so much for listening. Without your listenership, none of this would be possible.